AI is making waves in every field it touches. President Biden is now on TikTok and the election draws closer each day. With so much going on in the world, it is hard to keep up with it all, let me tell you. Hi, I'm Kai Rizdal, the co-host of Make Me Smart. It's a podcast from Marketplace. And every weekday, Kimberly Adams and I break down the latest in business and the economy with short daily episodes to make it easy for you to stay in the know. Listen to Make Me Smart wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Are you driving your car or doing laundry right now? Podcasts go best when they're bundled with another activity. Like Progressive home and auto policies, they're best when they're bundled too. Having these two policies together makes insurance easier and could help you save. Customers who save by switching their home and car insurance to Progressive save nearly $800 on average. Quote a home and car bundle today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Women Who Travel, a podcast from Kind Ass Traveler. I'm Meredith Carey, and this week my co-host Ali Arakoglu is currently away in Bermuda on a dreamy Women Who Travel trip. But never fear, this week I brought along some of our lovely colleagues to fill in her shoes and give you some summer travel inspo. Senior editor Erin Florio is here. Hello. And uh, for the first time on the Women Who Travel podcast, senior commerce editor Elahe Nazari. Hi. If you're thinking summer's already started, you're not wrong, but it's also not too late to plan a trip. And while the best time to buy summer flights is about 84 days out, according to CheapAir.com, you'll still be in the clear up until about three weeks before your trip. So I'm going to kick it off with Erin and ask where you're going this summer. So I'm really excited about my trip this summer, actually. It's a place I've wanted to go to for many years, and I finally found a couple of friends who agreed to come with me because that's been the problem in the past. We are headed to Dakar, the capital of Senegal, for five days, and before we get there, we're doing four days in Lisbon, in Portugal. And why did you guys end up doing four days in Lisbon and then the rest of the time in Senegal? So one of the things that attracted me to Dakar is the fact that it's so much closer to the East Coast than people tend to realize. It's only a seven-hour direct flight away. And Delta does fly directly, but Delta only flies on Monday and Tuesday. And so if you start a holiday on Monday, you've kind of wasted the weekend. So what we decided to do was leave on Friday, do a multi-stop itinerary, leave on Friday, which landed us in Lisbon Saturday morning, and then fly from Lisbon on the Tuesday to get into Dakar, which is only a four-hour flight, so it's super easy, and then return that Monday on the direct back to New York. And what are you guys thinking about doing while you're in Senegal? Because I know you've been talking about it for ages in the office. (laughs) Um, What's the draw? So first I have to say that I'm a huge urbanite. I'm always more drawn to cities than I am to sort of, you know, destinations that focus more on nature, which I appreciate as well. But there's something about African cities that I find so fascinating because they're so underexplored. I think in in the West, at least, we have a tendency to sort of not deep dive on a lot of them. There, where our sort of knowledge of African cities from a traveler point of view is really limited to, you know, places like Cape Town, maybe Nairobi, and a lot more in Northern Africa. But Dakar in West Africa has always been incredibly stable for the region, and it always has been. 
And it has all of these wonderful entry points. So it's got amazing music. They have this beautiful sort of Afro-Cuban jazz fusion that is really popular there. They're really big in the art scene in Africa. In fact, the Biennale in Africa is held there every couple of years, obviously, called Descartes. And it just has an interesting surf scene. It has interesting food. It was a former French colony. So it's very French inflected, which is which is also appealing. And yeah, it was just a lot of lot of uh, reasons for me to want to go. And then everyone and their mother, including my mother, mm-hmm. is going to Lisbon this <laughs> <Yeah>. summer. Um, <laughs> so what is your draw to see a place that is becoming super touristed this year? Yeah, I feel like I'm the last person to go to <laughs> Lisbon because everyone else has gone. It's simply because I've never been and I've never, ever stopped hearing wonderful things about it. I have been to other parts of Portugal, but never to Lisbon. And so it just made sense to us. And I do think that the popularity is just growing and growing and growing and it's not about to die down anytime soon. And of course, what comes from that is, you know, the prices are only going to go up and it might just become a little more difficult in a sense for travelers to go there. So I figured why not go now? And Elahe, where are you going this summer? I'm very excited at the end of August. I'm going on a running trip through the Alps. This Um, is wild. (laughs) This is wild to me. Every time you tell me about it, I'm like, you are what? It is. I'm going with a tour group by myself. It's on the Tour du Mont Blanc. It's called the TMB Trail. And we run through Switzerland, France, and Italy. How are you training for running through the Alps? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I believe every day we run like 15 miles because we're running to our inn. I know I sound crazy. (laughs) I know I sound crazy (laughs) when I talk about it, um, but I'm really excited about it. I run every day. I'm training for a marathon at the end of October. So I kind of feel like the running through the Alps is helping with training for the marathon because I'll be at altitude. Um, (laughs) There you go. That'll 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 just make sense. Um, And I just like try to get in a lot of cardio. Like I'll go on a run and then I'll go to the gym. And um, like today I biked 13 miles, which... I only did because it took, that's how long it took me to finish an episode of Game of Thrones. Mind you, it's also, it's like before noon right now. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what I was going to say. I wanted to point out to the listeners, it's not quite lunchtime yet. (laughs) Um, Why did you decide on this trip and going by yourself? Because you're going alone. Yeah. With a group, but Um, alone. I've always wanted to do some kind of running or hiking vacation. None of my friends are really as active in that regard as me. The only person who I would presumably do it with is my mom, uh, but she can't really commit to that as I have more and more um, nieces and nephews coming for her to take care of. Um, And so I was just kind of, I actually just Googled one night. I was like running European vacation, which is like two things I like. So um, running through the Alps is in the middle of the Venn diagram. (laughs) And when are you going, remind me? At the end of August. What are you most excited to see on your run? So I chose the date where there's actually a huge ultra marathon through the Tour de Mont Blanc every year. And um, I chose the date where we're going to be able to see part of that. Um, so I'm really excited to see that. I'm like one of those people who watches like YouTube running documentaries and stuff. <laughs> so and I'm just like excited to like eat like croissants before I run and like just like literally fuel. It's like you, there's no, like truly no food counts because you're burning like everything off running 15 miles a day. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. man. That's the dream. <laughs> I'm going on my first group trip in my adult life uh, because I'm going on a women who travel trip to Columbia in T minus one week. I'm so excited. And Aaron will be going in September, which is absolutely amazing. But I'm so excited. There are 16 other women who are coming with me. I have never been to Colombia, and I was a Spanish major in college, and I have lost so much Spanish, and I'm just like mostly excited and terrified to speak Spanish, hopefully the entire time that I'm there. Um, but just hearing from Lale and Megan, who've both been on the trip before, and we did an entire episode about the joys of group travel on this podcast, um, which I will link in the show notes. But just hearing about all the different places we're going, all of the food we're eating, all of the popsicles that I will enjoy in the heat of Cartagena, and just like the camaraderie that happens when you go on these group trips, and I'm sure it will be similar, if not um, more intense on your running trip, but I am so excited. I'm, yeah. it's, it's weird. I didn't think I would ever be excited for like a group, organized group trip where like, yes, Megan and Lale and I and Aaron have had influence on the itinerary, but I get to show up and not think about where we're going <laughs> because it's already been decided. What if you could poke, prod, and explore the mysteries of nature from wherever you are? I'm Nate Hedgie, the host of Outside In, an award-winning podcast from New Hampshire Public Radio. We explore the fun, dangerous, oftentimes uncomfortable questions about the natural world. Like, what happens when climate change comes knocking at your door? Unfortunately, when you find out things that you don't want to hear, the question is how you swallow that. Or what happens to our bodies when we die? All of the germs and bacteria and everything is saying, okay, baby, we got to get rid of this person. <laughs> Outside In isn't just a show for through hikers and conservationists. It's a podcast for anyone who's ready to embrace their curiosity about the natural world and have fun doing it. He left us. He left us. He left us. <laughs> but that's not what, what I'm going to do. <laughs> Listen every Thursday, wherever you get your podcasts. I kind of find group travel with, like, a group of people I know stressful. But, like, this, you just have to show up and, like, people are taking care of what you're eating for dinner and, like... Everything. everything. And there's no, like, politics to the, like, who gets what they want, who has to sacrifice, who has to compromise. Like, you know exactly what you're getting into from day one. And that is thrilling. And I think it's going to be super fun because there's, like, a mother-daughter on my trip and a group of friends that are, like, over 60 and I don't hang out with those groups of people that often. It's usually just people my own age. I'm jazzed. I'm really jazzed. Yeah, um, I can tell. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like basically starting packing and I never pack early, which is a sign that I'm pumped for this trip. Um, are there any shorter trips that you're taking, Erin, um, over the summer? Because weekend trips are primed for summer travel. Yes. So I've actually... <laughs> I've had a good summer so far. I've done two <laughs> weekends in the Hamptons already, which have both been fabulous. Um, and plans to stick close to home, but go to, uh, I might go to the shore in Massachusetts, which I went to last year. And I loved because it's a lot of lobster rolls and beers and just like this wild, great, beautiful, sandy beaches, not on Cape Cod, but right before you hit Cape Cod. And it's lovely and it's old and it's a lot of fun. So we're going to plan to do that one weekend. And I'm also going to Florida. Hmm. See your family? Well, to see my family. Yeah, yeah <laughs> my family live in Florida. Um, but it will be nice to be down there and just relax on the beach and go to the pool 
and drink margaritas at the shacks along the beach near Anna Maria Island. I'm curious because you are our hotel guru, if there are any places you think are especially great to travel to for the summer, like somewhere that's so great you just want to go to the hotel. You want to know there's this, uh, this is somewhere I've never even been, but for all of our listeners on the West Coast, there's this amazing hotel opening in San Diego called The Guild, which has so much history and they've done so much cool stuff to it. It actually opened, I think it opened today. This might be the, it's, it's, its very first day, but it sounds beautiful and it also sounds like it's going to do a lot of cool things for the city of San Diego, which will be really nice. But actually close to home, there's heaps of cool um, seasonal properties. So off the coast of Rhode Island on Block Island, there is a surf-inspired Lark Hotel that will open in July, which looks awesome. And it's such a shame that it's such a short season because there's only so many weekends that everyone can get into that hotel. But check it out. Elhe, is there anywhere that you're going for a weekend trip or are you putting all of your eggs in the running basket? I am. I'm going on... All my weekend trips are based around weddings. Um, So I'm going to... LA, Tis the season. LA next weekend, exactly. I'm going to Nantucket for the first time. I'm excited about. So nice. Yeah, I'm staying in Airbnb. Ooh. And then I'm going to Park City, Utah in July. That's a beautiful time. I have only, as someone who like really vehemently hates skiing, I've only ever been to Park City and Salt Lake City in the summer, and it's gorgeous. I'm excited. I've been in the winter and like at a really bad off season time. It's not as exciting as going in July. (laughs) Yeah. Are there any places that you are dying to go that are not going to fit into your summer? I go to Northern California every summer since I was like three years old. And this is the first year I won't be going to Northern California in the summer. I have a lot of family who lives up there and we like go hiking. We just putter around Northern California. (laughs) (laughs) Erin... Is there anywhere, because you also have like some major trips planned, is there anywhere that you're like, oh, I wish I could fit in a trip to this yes. place? I haven't given up entirely, but I want to try to go. I want to go to um, Mexico, somewhere in Mexico or the Caribbean during the summer. Last summer, I went to the Caribbean for my birthday and I loved it because it was just so easy. And I know I spoke about it on the podcast this time last year. But you get on the plane from New York City and it takes you a couple of hours and you land and it's just immediately relaxing. And I just love being in the Caribbean for how easy it is. Is there anywhere specific in Mexico or in the Caribbean that you're wanting to go? Mexico, I really want to go to Holbosch, <laughs> which I've been wanting to go to for a couple of years and it's just not happening. I'd love to go there. It's because a haul it's, to get there, though. It's a haul. But I think it's worthwhile, so I'm happy to invest time and take an extra day or two off of work to, to pull it off. Yeah, you have to fly essentially into Cancun, and then you got to drive, and then you got to take the boat, and you got to work for it. And if anybody is wondering and wants to look up photos of this place because it's gorgeous, it's H-O-L-B-O-X, mm-hmm. not how you would whole imagine. Bosch. Yeah, mm. whole box. Um, also, I would like to go back to parts of Jalisco, there's so much cool stuff happening around Jalisco at the moment. And I was in Puerto Vallarta so many years ago, and there is a lot of grown-up projects happening there now, which has nothing to do with the senior frogs that I remember <laughs> when I was there when I was 20. So that's that's interesting too. But again, that is a bit of a schlep from the East Coast. But, you know, it's doable. There's actually a direct flight from New York to Puerto Vallarta. I feel like my, like, oddball place that I want to go this summer, which is, like, it's 
probably the only time I will ever suggest someone go to Texas, also in July, is Houston, because it's the 50th anniversary of the Apollo 11 moon landing. <laughs> wow. And like my inner nerd is like absolutely freaking out because they're opening all these spaces um, on the NASA campus and in the like Space Center Museum that you can visit and restoring them to like how they were when the Apollo 11 mission first went to the moon. Um, and they're like talking about doing all these amazing things with the International Space Station and it's going to be like hot as hell. But I think that's such a cool reason to visit. Mm -hmm. And there's like so much other stuff going on in Houston between the food and the art mm -hmm. that it feels like kind of the perfect time to go. And Houston's basically built for you to be inside anyway. So you're really not going to have to be in the <laughs> humidity and the heat that much, um, except for when you go to the James Turrell Sky Space, which... Uh, does like light shows at sunrise and sunset based on the color of the sky and it is gorgeous. Cool. How far is Houston from the coast? I'm always confused about that because it's kind of there but it's not quite. So you're about an hour's drive from Galveston. Okay. It's not too bad and I would say that going to Galveston like yes you can do beachy stuff but you can also go to like the Kiowa boardwalk and like take the ferry over and like there's other activities other than like beaching that you can do. It's pretty great, though. I'm like a, just a Texas evangelist. Um, <laughs> it's fine. Uh, I'm going home to Dallas for the 4th of July and am absolutely thrilled because I will also just be sitting and drinking margaritas, except not in Florida, just like Aaron. <laughs> That's perfect. You have to build it in every summer. Every summer. A margarita home trip. I'm Nomi Fry, and this week on Critics at Large, we're talking about the delights and shortcomings of the new movie Challengers. It starred Zendaya at the center of a tennis triangle and a very steamy love triangle. Who are her loyalties to? Will she be tempted by the other one? How do these guys reckon their professional playing ambition with their romantic and sexual feelings about this mysterious woman? And such we have it. We have a conflict between three people and a game meant for two. Is it a sports movie or a sex movie? Find out on Critics at Large from The New Yorker. New episodes drop every Thursday, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, anywhere else that you are, like, dying to go or are, like, telling everyone in your life to visit? I feel like everyone around me is going to Mexico City right now, no surprise. But the place that I'm really dying to go in Mexico is San Miguel de Allende. I have so many friends who, like are the people who were going to Mexico City long ago and are now going to San Miguel, and it just looks so beautiful. Yeah, it's really beautiful. Something to consider about going to San Miguel de Allende is it is so phenomenally popular for travelers now that don't even try to go on a weekend. Honestly, it's one of those places where it'd be more worthwhile for you to go like a Tuesday to Thursday. So do the weekend in Mexico City. Do the even, weekend in Mexico City. Go. Okay. Exactly. Good to know. Um, anywhere else? I am kind of planning a either Finger Lakes or Canada trip for the summer because obviously the best time of year to do it. Again, I am already getting anxious about running out of these weekends. It's you know, We've got two, two, two and a half months of summer left. Uh, and I'm also moving house, so too much going on for me to travel everywhere. But Finger Lakes, I've never been to. I know we've talked about it before. Um, it's a beautiful region. It's got really nice wine, and it's really close to Canada. So I was hoping to do that for maybe three days, just drive up there. Would you train out there or drive out there? Because I know that you don't drive. Well, I don't <laughs> Find drive. Find someone to drive you. I have lots of friends who are super <laughs> lucky because they get to drive me. <laughs> um, but yes, I suppose an alternative would be to catch the train, but I plan on driving. 
Oh, hey, is there anywhere else that you know all of your friends are going or are trying to tell them to go? Well, I am an upstate New York evangelist. Finger Lakes are beautiful. I don't know if that's technically central New York. I went to college around there, and they call that area central New York. Um, but in the summer, it is, like, unbelievably beautiful. I would love to go there for a weekend this summer. My boyfriend is from Southern California, and he has never really explored beyond New York City. So, like, Vermont, New England, Maine. Oh, Maine in the, in the summer is just the best place. I talk about it all the time and I don't go up there nearly enough. Maine in the summer is just like mind-blowingly amazing. I've said this once, I've said this a million times, but like moving to New York as someone who it takes like seven hours to get out of your own state, like didn't realize how close everything was to each other and like what an, I mean, easy drive for me, those um, like getting to Maine would be Mm -hmm. because it's far, but it's not that far. And I still to this day have not taken advantage of that and I just need to get better about renting a car and driving. New England in the summer is magical. It's so nice. It is terrible in the winter. I <laughs> yeah. lived there for four years and I wanted to just, I, I just needed to get out every single winter. But in the summer, it is so fantastic. I do want to quickly add though, for people, for our listeners that are on the West Coast, um, there's also a really cool place that's opening in um, Woodby Island in the San Juan Islands off the coast of Washington State called Captain Woodby. And it's from the, the people that did the Pioneer Town Motel. And it's going to be really cool. And I think it's going to open up that that particular island a lot more to sort of the long weekend getaways for people on the West Coast. Do you guys have any like hacks or anything to fitting in all of this travel into the limited months that are summer? Because I know we've talked about weekends, we've talked about long trips. I am the worst about using all my vacation days, except for this year in which I have used almost all of them. And so I'm having a hard time planning summer trips because I have like two days left for the entire rest of the year. Um, But how have you guys been planning around like being in the office, being out of the office, getting your work done, but also taking advantage of the fact that this is kind of the best time to get out of it? Well, my long trip I'm actually doing over Labor Day. I mean, that's part of it. So that was intentional, obviously, because even though I'm going to be out of the office for a while, at least not all of them are sucking up actual extra vacation days. And then apart from that, I think what you just have to remember in the summer is that you have to let yourself be a little more lax and allow yourself to have a little more fun and don't get super stressed uh, which is something that I actually, I'm very bad at doing things like taking my summer Fridays and I'm getting way better at it. And this year I'm going to make a point unless I can't to take all of them. Um, and just sort of being more comfortable, I guess, with the balance between working and taking your vacation days. I am similar to you, Meredith. I don't think I've ever taken all of my vacation days. I, I, I I sort of stress myself. I put pressure on myself to be in the office, even when it's totally fine to have allowed myself to take that extra long weekend. So just, yeah, don't stress yourself out so much. Last weekend, I was getting, like, really stressed about work. And I was like, wait, it is the first weekend of June. <laughs> like, these, this is the absolute best time of year. Like, do not let work stress affect your enjoyment of summer. Um, so I've been trying to remember that. Last year, I ended up saving all my vacation days unknowingly and taking, like, my last day in the office was, like, December 3rd. And I went on vacation. And it was, like, kind of stressful so I really tried to like budget my vacation days and work from home. 
I'm more productive at home because I'm just like because we're very distracting. <laughs> well, I'm not like getting up and like taking a lap like every 20 minutes, and like I'm just like get my stuff done. So um, I'm going to be working from home from California next week, and I'll probably be doing some work from home in Utah. If you're trying to figure out how to best use your vacation days, um, I wrote a story last year about hacking your company's vacation policy. And one of the biggest things is talking to your manager and communicating about when you actually need to be in the office and when you don't. So start Mm -hmm. that conversation now because you have three months left of summer-ish to take advantage of them and make sure that you use them up by the end of the year. Now is like a great time to audit your vacation and make sure that you are thinking through taking Labor Day or, you know, putting some days together to take off Thanksgiving and making sure that you're telling people now so that it doesn't sneak up on you later. It's also wild that we're already halfway through the year and I have been so closed off to using my vacation days because I am so scared to use them too quickly and then have nothing (laughs) nothing left when I like really need it by the end of the year. Um, But it's already halfway through and I haven't really used any so... Now is the time to kick into Carrie's your days. Well, you should definitely let us know where you guys, dear listeners, are traveling this summer. We'd love to know. And there are also some summer spots still available on our Women Who Travel trips for Colombia and also for Mexico City. And a link for more info will be in the show notes. Ella, hey, where can people follow your summer adventures on the internet? I believe my Instagram is Ella hey Nozari. <laughs> I think my handle it is E L A H E H underscore N O Z A R I. If you just type in Ella Hay, you'll find me probably. <laughs> <laughs> and Erin, where can people see your trip to Senegal? At Erin underscore Florio on Instagram. Amazing. I'm at Oh Hey There Mare. And be sure to check out photos from Lale's trip to Bermuda and more on our other Instagram at Women Who Travel, which just launched. We'll talk to you next week. You come to the New Yorker Radio Hour for conversations that go deeper with people you really want to hear from, whether it's Bruce Springsteen or Questlove or Olivia Rodrigo, Liz Cheney, or the godfather of artificial intelligence, Jeffrey Hinton, or some of my extraordinarily well-informed colleagues at The New Yorker. So join us every week on The New Yorker Radio Hour, wherever you listen to podcasts.